This is episode 20. Welcome back, everyone, to the Well-Rounded Wealth Podcast. So today, we decided to do something a little different. This is going to be kind of an end-of-year recap. Um, we actually started the idea in January, Pat, for Well-Rounded Wealth. Yeah, it's been almost a year now. So when our first episode that we recorded was, what, back in May? So I think it was officially we released episode one in the intro i think the date's april 14th uh when we yep or when we hard release we snuck it onto spotify in like february when we (laughs) (laughs) we snuck it out there hardly anyone listened and then we did our instagram announcement and posted on our accounts that we're starting this thing and then it felt like people actually knew what it was um, yeah. But yeah, we had been, you called me in January, we had that call um, about the transition you wanted to make. And then we thought of the idea to make the podcast and we started calling. And then I was like, yeah, we, I have a studio at my college that we could use. And then he started <laughs> making the trips and then we recorded in batches, I remember, which is so funny looking. But well, we did the intro in the first episode as one, just as Hess, like, is this anything here? Is there anything here? And then I actually really liked that first episode. That's up there for one of my favorites. Um, just because I think, I don't know, because we just tried it. We didn't really have much of a plan. We didn't know what we were doing. And I felt like we kind of found something and we got some cool feedback. And I was nervous about the feedback going in. I'm like, maybe everyone will not hate it, but just not think it's that interesting or that good. Definitely had like a fuck it word. All right. Once I told you about it, you're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's plan it and let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely been a, it's been a fun journey. I, w- I would not even only say just learning about the whole entire podcasting field, but also what we speak about and how we relay our experiences in life to just interacting with each other. And then the people that also hear it and give feedback on how that impacts their lives. Yeah. That was what I didn't expect when we first started, just that people would reach out to us, either DM the well-rounded wealth Instagram or, or people who knew me well would text me or text you or DM our private accounts. And I was like, Oh wow, this is actually really cool to reconnect with people too. That's probably, that was the unexpected thing that I got out of it. Just people who I hadn't talked to in a while, letting me know they listened, letting us know they listened and just getting the chance to connect again, which I thought was really, really cool. That was what I didn't expect, and I've it's easily been the coolest surprise of the experience so far. For sure. So as a little bit more of a recap episode, we kind of just want to rehash some of the episodes that we did talk about and then really just communicate on what we've learned and how it's impacted our lives and Hopefully you guys can get some reminders of what we've spoken about. So Jack, what is your favorite episode or most impactful episode? Ooh, my favorite. It's, it's hard to pick an absolute favorite. I think I'm going to give a couple, if that's okay. If that's, if that's not cheating the question, I'm going to give a couple. (laughs) The first one is when we had our friend Clayton on as a guest. It's called episode four, maintaining our friendships. And I, the reason I really liked that one was first off, that was our first kind of challenge in switching the, the flow of how we were doing it because that was, it was released as episode four. It was supposed to be episode five. We switched four and five. I remember because we just thought we'd, well, if I had to pick a least favorite, it's five. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so we just kind of wanted to build the moment, keep the momentum going. You're like, oh, like a guest, even though he's not a famous person. It it did well. It's one of our best episodes of the ratings. I just think it's because there was an extra dynamic. We were in your apartment recording that episode. Yeah. You and Clayton were sharing a microphone because <laughs> <laughs> one of the microphones didn't work that I took from Elon. So you and Clayton shared a mic. <laughs> And I had to figure out how to edit that all right. So that was also kind of just logistically a fun challenge to kind of figure out how to navigate that. And if you really listen to that episode, you can tell you and Clayton are on the same mic and that you're a little further from the microphone. Just 
<laughs> yeah, a sharing a stool. <laughs> He's breaking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of where I was like feeling just pretty good about, oh, like I'm enjoying what we're talking about. And we also, that was our first episode where we didn't write out our notes prior to the episode. Every episode, episode one, two, three, four, episode one, two, three, and five, but it was the fourth we recorded, we had our laptops out in front of us with notes on our topics and questions to be ready to ask each other. And it felt like we were almost staring at our computers, making an official report rather than just me and you talking to each other. That Clayton episode broke that. Yeah, it was a little more stiff. Yeah. That episode broke that. That's definitely a flow thing that we, I think, have both learned, and it's been a nice natural transition that I think we can even apply to like everyday interactions. Like a lot of times people go up and they're like, all right, I'm going to ask this person if I just met them, like, where are you from? Like how many family members do you have? Are you brother, sister, whatever? And it's so nice just being able to be aware and present of like, oh, this person says something so I can play off of that. And I think that's just better communication and conversation. Yeah. Capabilities to be able to be more engaged with whoever you're talking to. Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, going into real world comparisons and how the podcast has helped, I would say that's been big because I talk to you all the time. So it's not like we're ever, we're ever getting to know each other when we're talking and I'm somehow able to talk to yeah. you for an hour. So I'm like, if I can do that with yeah. Patrick, someone who I know so much about and vice versa, then I can probably survive a conversation with someone new where I do have things to learn about. I think that was, so I'll, I'll interlay this off. Probably one of my favorite episodes was just the power of self-awareness. I think we titled it, it can be like a life hack in any situation. Yeah. I, I, you know, while you're talking, I'm just going to have the episode titles pulled up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty good memory, but it'll be good to be able to fact check ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was 14 and playing off of that is just having that childlike curiosity where you can learn something new from every person. And it's just okay, you have to ask one you have to ask the right questions and then you just have to be genuinely curious about learning new things that that person brings up. For example, uh I actually ran into last night Will Joiner. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his company Yana, which is great cause, and it stands for You Are Not Alone, and it's a kind of mental health, like people who have lost someone or or gone through a a social impact in their life, and they just want a community to be able to share these experiences with. And he was all fired up about it, and when someone has that, and you can keep playing, not necessarily playing off of it, but going down that rabbit hole of like, okay, why, why do you like this? What's your goal with it? What brought you to go down this path? It just creates such a more interesting dynamic. Definitely. Especially once you break that barrier of feeling like you're having a real conversation and not just the small talk. I don't mind small talk at all either. Cause sometimes small talk is just, you're, you're having fun shooting the shit with your friends that's awesome. Like, I love that. You know, my roommate Cole and I, we have small talk, but it's because we're friends. It doesn't, we don't need to have a deep conversation every time we talk, but when you can go there and know you can go there, it makes it that much more meaningful to me. It's just, I'm kind of just thinking of this, but small talk between women and men I feel like are very different because guys, as guys, we don't talk as much. So when we're shooting the shit or small talk, it's like, Hey, what's up? It's, it's very, it's a lot more sparse in terms of, I feel like every time I'm around a girl, they're just like, (laughs) 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 not, not that that's a dork or anything, but they can, they just talk about a lot more and they don't have as much of a, I don't know, I guess audible sensor. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it was great. Yeah. I would say I can be like that sometimes. You kind of just start rambling. Yeah, I could totally ramble. We talk, we talk an hour an episode. <laughs> we could ramble a little bit, Pat. 
we definitely it, we've had yeah, plenty true. of sidetracks and stuff like that we start sometimes we have a title for an episode especially in the teens episodes since we've gone virtual we'll we'll start with a topic and then by the end it's we think we should retitle the episode because <laughs> <laughs> we got on so many tangents and then sometimes we do um do do you go on the tangents or do you just stick to what we were speaking about do i go on the tangents sorry say that again no you asked like and then sometimes oh yeah we do. sometimes and do yeah do what we oh we try to loop it back as much as we can because yeah. sometimes we identify we're getting sidetracked that was probably our biggest issue and maybe to a degree still is when we're doing these episodes sometimes i feel like we should just let it let it ride you know, like it's, yeah. we're talking about something completely different now. Well, you know what? That's what we're talking about now. It is what it is. That's kind of how yeah. conversations go. But also then it's weird because you go in with an objective or we go in with an objective of wanting to hit a certain topic. So then sometimes we feel the need to course correct, I think, when we are sidetracking too much. Like, okay, let's loop it back to, um, you know. Building the personal resume, <laughs> which yeah. that, that was an episode where that totally <laughs> nice. happened where that's, that was 10, I think. And the dentist, when we were in your mom's orthodontist office recording for a bit over the summer. Mm -hmm. And I actually think for me and you, that's almost what we're transitioning to a little bit more because it is great to have these topics. And I, I think they're very important. And I mean, this is just stuff we're interested in. But we're almost going to curate it to where, okay, we can just talk about what we're interested on a weekly or daily basis. We don't have to have this super regimented, okay, we're going down a health path for a month or a psychology path for another month kind of thing. So it's it'll be a lot more diverse in terms of what we're actually learning and growing into. And that'll just be able to attract more people and help people learn about different things that we just find interesting on a weekly basis. Because I know, I mean, you can speak mm -hmm. to this, but I always love reading and figuring new things out, especially related to other podcasting or speaking to other people or how you communicate stories and then also personal development, business. And uh, there's just so many fascinating things out there. And it's it's this rebranding or whatever we want to call it is going to allow us to be more flexible in what we want to talk about. Almost a, I love Joe Rogan's way he approaches it as a vibe creator yeah, a which, vibe creator who knows me and me and jack might just start smoking ayahuasca <laughs> on here or whatever he does so yeah the i think that's really important especially if we start to do guests like i know we want to work towards next year be creating a vibe is everything to make it less of just an interview where we bring on a guest and we're just asking that guest questions about what, what their field of study is or what they do or, you know, the reason, whatever the reason is we mm -hmm. have them on instead of just, yeah, how you doing, man? Yeah. What's up? And then just literally, yeah, but <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds to say it like that, I think that is important because when you're listening to a podcast, at least when I listen to other podcasts, I really like it where it just feels like an organic conversation, you know? Yeah. And that's definitely spurns from being able to ask good questions that's true and being able to contextualize little things where someone says i went on a hike yesterday oh okay instead of just like oh what was the hike it's like what got you into hiking you can kind of dig deeper and that just comes through practice and that's a lot of the stuff that we've learned talking to each other and, and then other people approaching us is how do you take what seems like a surface level statement or activity that someone's done or is interested in and really dig deep into it. Yeah. That's very true for how I've changed, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't, it's not that I never did that, but that's not a, where a lot of my conversations would go. And what I really, when you actually meet someone having that just intention of, yeah, what what do you like? What what excites you? What what lights that fire in your eye? That you know that that sparkle that's like 
when you bring up a topic, like if someone brings up, you know, like movies to me, not just movies, but let's say like the religious influences that are in the Star Wars movies. But I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, let's talk about that. Hell yeah. Like I get so, I would get so <laughs> excited because it's one of those, especially the niche things that you think people wouldn't be interested in that you are interested in. All of a sudden there's the connection. It's just like walking. I think how we could curate is is when you walk through a museum, right? There's a there's there's almost too much to look at. Yeah. But if you really focus on if you go into that museum, like I want to see, I'm just gonna take the Mona Lisa because that's I'm not really yeah. good with museums. So we're at the Louvre. So I want to see the Mona Lisa. <laughs> going to the Louvre. And I want to know, okay, what was the impact that this painting had? Not only on the the future, but why why is it so important? All that stuff. So if you can niche down on one certain thing, especially with other people that you learn, then you don't have this very, I guess, a mile wide but an inch deep type conversation where you just learn. You're just kind of spitballing a bunch of stuff, but you don't really know what the true meaning is behind whatever you're talking about. And that's why I think that like the conversation we had about hobbies is great because we did a whole movie dive and on stuff that I never would have known and that you have experience with it. You studied it and you're super passionate about it and you can incite interest in other people just based on how you speak about it. Yeah, totally. I thought the hobby episode was really cool too because those are the things that deep down sometimes I just want to talk about. You know, with someone, with a friend like you. And I, but I always oh. wanted to kind of avoid doing just talking about things we liked. Cause I was thinking, well, that's not the brand. That's not relatable. But then I was like, one, fuck it. It's our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two, I guess my fear would be the listeners that we have may not have an interest in, you know, movies or i i know i talked about star wars on that episode a little bit the idea of going on a mm -hmm. star wars talk for five minutes or so i would think i was like no i can't do that on this podcast people don't want to hear that so people don't want to or won't know what i'm talking about people won't understand but i was like yeah it is what it is yeah who cares, who cares? and then yeah. yeah and then you learn things you know because i learned hearing about your hobbies too well kind of because i know your hobbies already you know <laughs> <laughs> do you i have a secret life outside are there of any <laughs> secret hobbies you mentioned the other week mm. that aren't your go-to that that i don't know i mean i like trying i guess one of my hobbies is just trying new things <laughs> i and feel like that's every that could be any hobby patrick <laughs> Oh yeah, I know, hundred yeah. percent. But like, I, I actively yeah, try you new things or try you to try new things try that. like yeah. once a month. So, and which is good and bad because I guess that prohibits me from becoming really good at any one hobby. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe okay. Maybe one secret one is I love wine and almost the whole culture yeah, behind it. You do. So I guess that's not something I really mentioned, but. I just find it fascinating that there's a whole entire how how does one one not even make a bottle of wine, but to find out that you can store it for a thousand years and then the price goes from ten dollars to like ten thousand dollars per this bottle of red liquid that Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It that's kinda cool. And then the different types of flavors you can get from it and um, not even wine. Wine is interesting because it's not just a flavor profile. It's what what your mouth feels. So whether it can be a little bit drier or bolder, mm -hmm. or, because it just it just hits you a different way, I guess. Yeah, and uh, so, on our Europe trip, offshoot hobby. I learned a lot about that. I don't have the passion that you do for it. I just, I just don't i don't know where my slight disconnect is not a huge one i like wine. that made me like wine that trip like i drank wine mm -hmm. at my family christmas party last night i don't typically i never would have done that a year ago but now now i'm into wine and i'm like kind of learning it's just hard for me to identify what i'm tasting in my brain 
Does that make sense? It's hard for me to put words on what I'm tasting. I'm just kind of, yeah. That's the hardest yeah, part. So, and I almost don't have the patience to try to, I, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm just like, oh yeah, this tastes good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's another thing that I, I enjoy as an offshoot of it is expanding your vocabulary and your vernacular it's around true. wine because it's, yeah. it's the same thing as food. So many people are like, oh, this is, this is amazing. Okay. But why is it amazing? Is it a little bit more acidic? Do you get a little bit more zestiness or whatever? So it's, and when you see someone who can really describe it, like go look at Gordon Ramsay. I think we briefly talked about this, but when that guy describes food, you're like, oh my God, fireworks are going off because I can, I know how you're speaking about say a steak. And when I actually taste that steak, I, I can almost imagine that in my mind, what you're describing yeah, yeah. instead of just saying, this is good. So that, I think that's kind of cool is being able to put an image in someone's mind based on the words that you're saying. I think for any passion and or hobby, what makes it interesting is that people decided they liked something and they decided they wanted to learn why they like it. Because like you said, I can, I can mm. compare like my interest in film to someone's interest in food. You know, they knew they liked something. They, they knew they really liked a meal. And they said, you know, I want to learn exactly the methods behind this that made it a good meal instead of just, you know, oh, that's a good, you know, you know it when you get it, just like a good movie. If you like a movie, you know, you liked the movie, but then you start to ask yourself, okay, but why did I like this movie? What did they do that worked? Or what did the chef cook that worked? What combinations did the chef in the kitchen make that made this entree phenomenal? What, what did the film director do? What did, what did the writers do? What, what had to come together to make this work? And why is it, why does this stand out to me more than other movies? Why this entree stand out to me more than other entrees? Uh, that's what I think is really cool. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. And I think the underlying, uh, whatever, theme of both of those are understanding human psychology, which is another thing that I've done a ton of reading on. Not only with how you, your body language is, but also how you communicate whatever you're interested in or whatever you're trying to convey. Because that, when you really break it down and look at that, how to convey a message, it's a lot more complicated than it seems. Yeah. Because for someone who's just learning to speak and and write or read or whatever, it's it seems as simple as, okay, I just have to say the words that I'm thinking so that Jack understands it. But it's a little bit more compl complicated because you're trying to take, say, a paragraph of a description that's in your head, condense it down to a sentence. Jack, can, the, Jack then has to interpret that sentence and then retranslate it into a paragraph in his head. Yeah. So it is very hard to get th that paragraph that's in my head to accurately transfer, transfer to your translation of the paragraph in your head. And I think that when you learn how to convey that or storytell in that manner, it's really impressive because you can take something super complicated and if you explain it in the right way and communicate it in the right way, you'll see on people's faces like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's honestly something I'm still working on. That's something, <laughs> so. yeah, I'm definitely still working on. I think I can do a good job at articulating my thoughts on something to other people, but I'm no pro. I'm no pro at all. I think this podcast has helped you and me with that a little bit too, just in general, being able, especially mm -hmm. it's helped me talking with adults. And by ad my definition of adults are my cousins and family members who are in their late 30s, early 40s now. And talking to them instead of a little kid going to see these older people and not, you know, it's just clearly like we're on a different level in life, a different stage in life. But instead, actually trying to relate to them as they are, you know, like at the level that they are at, instead of, you know, talking about what college I want to go to or 
stuff like that. You know how you get that question in high school all the time. Instead of having that conversation, yeah. it's, you know, I'm talk- talking about to my cousin about having new kids for the first time and what marriage life is like, what work-life balance, what their definition of that is and kind of just talking, mm. which that's, and I think this podcast has helped me with that because I think, I mean, obviously I don't know what would have happened if we didn't start this podcast, but I feel like it would have been a little different. I don't see myself asking them the questions that I did ask them if I didn't start doing this podcast. Yeah, it certainly expanded the way that I think. And it's also expanded the way that I perceive people because especially peers and people that are older than you, because when I was growing up, I, you always think that the people that are older than you have everything together. Totally. But diving down the topics that we have talked about and actually asking the questions that we speak about on a biweekly basis to adults and then seeing that, oh, that made them think. It's like, okay, we're on the, we're talking about important things that everyone experiences. It's just what phase of life do they experience in them in? Yeah, definitely. I sometimes wonder with this podcast in general. If we're both overthinkers, there's no doubt about mm. that. There's absolutely <laughs> no doubt about that, that you and I are both overthinkers. I think that's one thing you and I absolutely have in common. I, sometimes I wonder if we're overthinking it already or too early. Have you ever wondered that if maybe we shouldn't be talking about these topics until we're at a later stage in our life and if we should just be more not our age, but more in the mindset of where a lot of our peers are and not because at the end of the day, this getting deep, it, it matters as much as you want it to matter. Yeah. That's, that's very well said. And I will say this because I have thought of it. I am very happy that we have had an over these <laughs> situations for this reason, not that it's on a daily basis, I want to be thinking about the, these things, but for the reason that when I do get to these stages, I will have a preconceived belief of how I want it to look. And the more I can reinforce that belief as I grow to that stage, then I won't have to question if I'm on the right track or whatnot in that next phase of life. So it's almost, I know we've talked about this, but backcasting. Mm-hmm like playing out how you want your life to look in almost just take it each decade. If I can get that experience from my future self and saying like, Hey, it's okay. You're supposed to be feeling this way in 10 years, revisit this during that time. But until then you have to do X, Y, Z. Then that's great. Like I'm all for that. Yeah. So I think it might help with conviction down the line, just having, cause I think we're definitely in a place where we're trying to figure out what are our, what are our values? We talk about this shit all the time on the podcast, but like, what are our values? What is our code? And I think everyone has their own individual code. I think everyone should have their own individual code of what they care about and what they believe in. So I think, it's definitely helped with some starting to develop some convictions of mine. So when I am at an older stage, I won't try to be figuring out what is it I believe in or what is it I prioritize? Maybe I'll just know. I'll just have my convictions. And, you know, roughly everyone does know what is important to them because it's just what what you're thinking about, what, what you care about. But to actually yep. be able to, to prioritize and just have that kind of set in stone of, yeah, this is what's important to me. This is what I care about. And now that I know that, I can accept that there are questions I will never get the answer to and I can just live my life and enjoy the moment. Yeah. One of the greatest quotes I'd love to recite on this topic is, you believe in what you believe in. Until you don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm my, our and, minds will probably change plenty too. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So you know you know what belief you have. 
until someone comes up with a uh, different idea that makes you question which idea is mm-hmm. better. And I think right now I have certain beliefs that are set in stone that I would say are pretty much like 99% found foundation, like rock solid in. But I do know that through the interactions that we've had on this podcast is I I have a much more open perception on yes, I want to hear your opinion on this and your belief on this because I am open to change. I think one of the biggest topics that we've spoken about is religion with how our beliefs have shifted there because we both grew up Catholic and then discovered different things. And it's okay to to accept a different belief, especially religious. Yeah. Yeah, our religion talks. I know we've had a few... I've really enjoyed having those with you. We don't need to get into it for this. Is, I forgot this is a recap episode for a second. Here we go again. Exactly. But yeah, I was, but that's definitely an area where by the time I have settled down a little bit in life, I want to have convictions for my spirituality. And I definitely don't, it's very up in the air for me right now, you know, and, and I'll never, I'll say this, I will never think I'll get to a point where I'll say, this is the way, this is the truth, because religion, it's, it's called faith for a reason. It's because it's faith, but you have to choose that. You just have to know that it's a choice and then you can have conviction in that choice of choosing to have faith but also knowing that that does not mean you have the answer and that because you chose that, because I chose that, that means that I, I know the right way, but it's the way I chose. Yeah. And I will say this because I've been thinking about it and we've talked about kind of uh, nomad capitalist type stuff with being able to travel around the world and be a little bit more flexible. It is hard in America to see the impact of faith nowadays. That I've definitely noticed because I think so many there, or at least in, in my environment, I don't encounter faith as much. I rarely do. Honestly, I mean, yeah. obviously we've only been alive in the time that we've been alive in, but I feel like, specifically my exposures to Catholicism and Christianity, I feel like it's not as like cool as it used to be. I don't know if it was ever. <laughs> I, <Fair>. I, don't, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever thought about not, it that way. But <laughs> I, I don't mean like you know like what yeah. The you're like, not like yo like we had no Saturday night mass, bro. But like <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but I, hearing at least my family talk, or my parents talk, and other people talk, and some of my family talking last night, it was just kind of more of a social aspect, like. It was more of a, a, just a thing you do because you do it. You know, you just go to church. It doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that you have these, you know, high, like you're highly committed to the, to the faith or the doctrine and like are a huge, huge follower of the religion. But you're like, yeah, we go to church and yeah, we, we pray and yeah, it's chill. (laughs) I feel like it's not, no, it's either you're really religious or you're not. That's I don't, that's the vibe mm-hmm. I get. I don't know a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, you know, I go to church and pray cause you know, hell yeah. I care about the people in my life and I've, you know, I've, I just want to sit down, meditate, think about that, being a, being a community in an environment once for an hour a week or, or any other form of practice that you choose and is chill. I, I don't see that. And maybe that's just my environment, but it's either you're in it yeah, or that- you're not that conviction behind a why I think that's, that's one of the biggest delineations is there's not as much of a why behind it. And I think that's, that's something that we've been able to definitely convey in the podcast is I wouldn't say question everything, but like question, question decisions and beliefs that were almost imposed upon you from the day you were born. It's not necessarily that you need to question it because they're bad. It's just you have the free will to choose what you believe. And from the moment you were a little kid, 
you will always have some aspect of your life that was imposed yeah. upon you, whether it's cultural, societal, um, the way you were raised. And once you, even if you still believe it, take a Catholicism, for example, even if you're, you still believe it, question why you believe it to reinforce those beliefs. So you don't get down the line and be like, okay, why did I just spend 30 years of my life going to church? Like this was just something that we always did, but why do we do it? It's almost like in hobbies that, yeah, asking, just asking the why to just exploring that more, I guess could be cool to do. I don't, I don't know. I don't have many more thoughts on it just cause yeah. we're getting I think, to, I mean, this was kind of episode yeah. 12 is like, are we motivated for the right reasons? Like why are we, why are we doing what we do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. And, but also, yeah. Why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's the new title. I'll make the I Jack know. Think. I really am thinking today. Thinking a ton. <laughs> I can't. Stay I with me. <laughs> I, I was like, I did kind of hit like a, a freeze in the brain for a second. <laughs> I was fully, I was like, wait, why, why do we do what we, why? Huh? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I also think that it's okay to just do things cause you do them to a degree. I mean, I'm actually, oh yeah, I'll challenge the why. I don't think you always need it. You know, if, okay, say this, if you go to church every Sunday and you like it and someone asks you why, and just my answer is, I don't know. I don't, I don't care why. I just like it. What can you say against that? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, well, you definitely, I mean, it, you definitely like it for a reason because you it brings you some you sort do. of feeling. maybe maybe what i'm getting at like is ignorance is bliss i think that's what yeah. i'm getting at yeah that that's fair and because you if you do something it's because you experience a feeling from it and it can be negative or positive yeah. i'm not saying that you have to do something because it always makes you feel good you might have to do something and it might make you feel bad but you might have a obligation to it or something along those lines but i guess for me just from my perspective is i have enjoyed questioning why i believe certain things or or how i was raised a certain way um, because of that reason is because i want to know is this the path i want to continue down or do i want to figure out a different one that i've seen other people live because there's the beautiful thing about where we are in 2023 in this generation is you can literally, one, you can define sec success in any way, shape, or form, whether it's material, monetarily, uh, familial, um, any way, shape, or form. And you can do it in a million different ways. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's, that's, I guess, the big choices. One, what is your definition of success and how do you want to get there? Yeah. And that's, there's the journey, right? <laughs> there's, yeah. that's like, it's, that's just, you got to live. You just got to live life and figure that out, I feel like. And that's, but that's the journey yeah. to, I guess, well-rounded wealth right there. You just kind of define that, in my opinion. But we don't. I kind of want to talk to you about this too, because, you know, we are planning on a rebrand. I guess we're talking to people listening too. We're planning on rebranding because I, I called you in, I don't know, what was it, October? And I was like, I kind of mm. want to rebrand. I kind of want to change the name of the podcast. One, to talk about more things and to not be locked down. But I think in just the podcast being called Well Rounded Wealth in and of itself, it makes it sound like we have it and we don't, we, we I'm very far from having well-rounded wealth. <laughs> I'm very far from that. I have, I have a long ways to go and I hope I can get there. I don't even know if I can do it. I'm going to try, but I don't know. And I feel like 
if, especially for people who haven't actually listened and have just heard of the podcast, it's like, wait, you're telling me two, three-year-old dudes who are at the time are still one still in college, hasn't even lived in the real world yet, are making a podcast called Well-Rounded Wealth and telling <laughs> the world how, how to live. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the, I think that's the, the great thing about how we portray it is it's a it, when you actually if yeah like, I feel I, like for the people who are gonna listen to this episode and have been listening you're, you're saying when they just see when they the see name. the name when you actually listen it's like oh okay it's they're not acting like they know what's up they're actually just you know I look at it as we're sharing I share my concerns with you you know or like or share like my <laughs> just my thoughts on. Well, maybe it's this or or this because I don't have a single answer to any of these questions, and until until I can really tell people how to get to well-rounded wealth, I I would have to have it and have to have gone through it, and then I actually could have advice. Otherwise, it's just all anecdotal and theoretical. That's that's what this podcast is. It's just us taking the things that we've seen, done, and heard, and just kind of talking about it. Yeah, I will stick by one belief that I do have around mm-hmm. well-rounded wealth. It's that I think wealth or success or or happiness or however you want to define that kind of elusive term is peace. Yeah, like if you are if you are at peace with where you are physically, that's great. That means you don't you don't need more, and you are you are happy with where you at. Same thing with mentally. If you are happy with who you are as a person and you are at peace with that then you don't desire anything more same thing with emotional if you are in control of your emotions and you are at peace with how you feel and interpret the emotions you feel on a daily basis then you don't desire to or or you're not envious of feeling other emotions so i think that is still one thing that i will continue or i do continue to believe now of course, someone can come along and, and change that, but I'd say that's a pretty strong conviction of mine. And it is I'm I'm talking like this is easy. It's not easy. <laughs> like you need to constantly remind yourself, like in the grand scheme scheme of things, if I take a second and look at my surroundings, am I happy? And most of people, once they attain that self awareness can say yes because there is you can be in any situation at any monetary status level and you can either come to terms with where you're at or choose a desire that's out of reach and be disappointed at where you are yeah i think i was actually just talking about this with a friend of mine but I think it's hard sometimes, especially been hard for me because I've, it's been a struggle since I moved down to Atlanta out of college. And when you're struggling, it's, you know why it's been a struggle. It's been stressful. And at the beginning, embarrassing just because I was an idiot and thinking that someone who just (laughs) moved out from of their house after graduating college should have it figured out. But it's because I'm not, I wasn't happy with where I am of, you know, not having a job, <laughs> but stuff like it's, but it's hard to both be an aspirational person, especially even, and, and like when you do get to a point where you can't be complacent to say, no, but I still have a drive. I still want to keep that going. And I think I want to have that always is to keep my drive. But also, like you said, remember to take a second and look around and, be grateful for what I do have. Yeah. And I think the best way to look at it is in the way I, I like to look at it. And Matthew McConaughey did this too. I love him. uh, But yeah, the, did you see his speech where it was, um, I think it was one of his, his his Oscars 10 years from now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it was, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he was like, I'm proud of the work I've done because it's going to make me a better man 10 years in the future. And I think that is a great lens to look at it from one, not only from your perspective of where you are now, it's like, all right, I know I'm doing this is because I want to be that person in 10 years, 
but also speaking yourself to yourself now from where you are in 10 years it's like dude keep going like you're on the right path like it's okay yeah no you're in when you're 40 you're gonna be you're gonna be good no that's that speech did resonate with me he's and he's he said it just in the most McConaughey way ever just yeah <laughs> he's like someone once asked me who's who's your hero and <laughs> he's oh, like yeah. my yep. hero is i said my hero is me 10 years from now <laughs> and, dude you have a great mcconaughey it's just, <laughs> just it's just like two I, tones I, lower. I think i was i'm struggling to find it i didn't sound like him at all at first and he's like and he goes and then 10 years later that same person he asked me so have you, you are you a hero and he goes Heck no, I'm not my hero. My hero's ten years from now. Like, he's, like he's he yep. said it's all he's always chasing it, and he knows that he's never gonna catch it. But it, it keeps him it keeps him motivated of having someone to chase. So I guess I guess I can take that and say, yeah, always have something to chase. Always want to. My hero is me ten years from now, wanting to reach, wanting to catch that person, wanting to catch future me, but knowing I'll never really catch it but that's okay i'm not supposed to catch it but supposed to keep me motivated while also just being very grateful for what i do have around me too because that's the that's the process especially when you're grinding grinding and grinding and you're getting getting after it you you forget to, to take a second and to say oh you know what i am i do have some stuff I am grateful for the things I do have. It could be worse. It could always be worse. Especially for me. I've not had it that bad. I haven't. But for a couple months mm. there, I I was really just hard. I, I think I was too hard on myself. It, you have to be hard on yourself to push you, but it, I was almost being hard on myself. Of like I couldn't even just sit down for a second, just like be a little you know, be at ease, take a deep breath, relax. <laughs> the podcast helped me a ton kind of yeah. realize that. Like and just talking to you. It's like, oh, you know what? I I have I have parents. There are people who don't have parents out there. I have two healthy parents. That's incredible. I'm so lucky to have that. I'm healthy. I don't, you know, I I'm in good health. I don't have some people can't walk. Some people are paralyzed. I and honestly, it's a disservice of me to not use my legs if there are people. Because if I, if I did become paralyzed and not have my legs and I saw people with legs not using them, I'd be like, I would give, any, I would give anything those. for legs. <laughs> 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 and and it would, I would probably be annoyed seeing people that have it and don't use it. Yeah. Yep. I think that's very well said, and and that's this con that concept of being able to associate and dissociate between where you are and, and where you want to be, and, and that I know is more a little bit at athletically based, but just like okay, see where you want to be at the start of the day, and then when you start working, just like be present with where you are, and it's when you can continually remind yourself of that life life kind of gets like magical in certain moments. And I think one of my biggest realizations of that is I've spoken about it before is I was working on this property uh, that we're in with Cole and I and our real estate company. And we were, and I was doing work on there all day and I was thinking, ah, oh, crap, I got to be at this next thing at five or whatever. But it was fall and the, as I'm driving, the leaves start falling. I'm like, damn this little moment's beautiful. It's great. And I think, I think we based an episode off of that, but those little moments are, are so, they're so cool. Just cool. I think is the best way to describe it because you don't need much, but it's something that's so simple. That's like, damn, that makes me happy. Yeah. And so. it's, it's just a good little reset. Just like, yeah, things, things are okay. That's I'm, yeah. I'm alive. I'm breathing, but then also you can't you can't go too far with it either. Because then if you're if you're just like yeah everything's great, but then you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, that's why that, what, it's we, like what we've already come, just said about yeah. the balance and yeah. and still still having to drive, still trying to chase chase your hero from ten years. 
Um, but, cause like, imagine, you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to rant a little bit and sometimes there are frustrations in your life. Imagine if I had a friend where every time I expressed just a frustration going on in my day to day and he responded every time, like you could be paralyzed, Jack. Have you ever thought about that? I'd want to punch my friend in the face. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> going back to, uh, uh, early episode. It was it's just, just meant yeah. to be. <laughs> it's meant to be, man. <laughs> it was part of the plan. Part of the plan <laughs> wasn't in the cards. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd be so. I'd be fun. like, <laughs> that would get annoyed really fast. If someone's like, well, you know, you could, you could be dead. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> yeah, be grateful. Be grateful. <laughs> It's like, shut up. <laughs> You'd be grateful I don't punch you in the face right now. And if someone just had, because when you're at the moment and you're just expressing frustration, you get frustrated in life. And you, sometimes it feels good to just let that out a little bit. Someone said that to me like, yeah, you know what? Like, you at least you have like a healthy family. At least you don't have any like disabilities. At least you're not a wheelchair paralyzed. I'd be like, yeah, I know. I know. I, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I know. You're right. Just you're make you right. Feel bad. <laughs> but also, can they please fix this goddamn elevator? <laughs> <laughs> the inconvenience. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. But also traffic really sucked today. And this driver did cut me off and it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. So Speaking of traffic, I don't Let's know. Let's talk about traffic. It, but <laughs> so Alex Alex Hormozzi has a great perceptive on this. I think he has a um, he has a friend who has got his PhD in psychology. And when you say something for you and me is an inconvenience, say waiting in traffic for an hour is like abominable to us. But what if we were used to waiting in traffic for our entire life for an hour? We wouldn't be as upset with it or frustrated with it because it would be normal. So it's those things that are inconveniencing you out of what happens on a day-to-day basis in your life that you associate something negative with. But I think if you're able to just zoom out and say like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, if this were to happen over and over, then it's not that big a deal. And if I want it to happen less, what do I have to change in order to get around that? Sometimes you might not be able to, but I think, I think I, I love talking about the frameworks that we go through in the podcast yeah. because everything in life and everything that we've talked about, we can either frame it in a negative or positive way. I think choosing to frame it in that positive way is just so liberating Yeah, and hard to do, but it is liberating when you can do it. Yeah, for sure it is. I'm thinking. I, I'm really thinking about traffic right now. Not, I mean, like in in the way <laughs> you're bringing it up and frameworking it. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, look, if I were to move to L.A., I'd be pissed. Traffic. Yes. Yeah. Screw that traffic. <laughs> Atlanta's got traffic. It's nothing compared to L.A., but it's a busy. It's one of the maybe the biggest city in the southeast miami's probably up there um mm. i say miami atlanta or um yeah, I, yeah. probably atlanta. and it's but it's it, traffic can be real bad here and it, it can be frustrating but i don't know sometimes I just got, well it is what it is you're in traffic mm-hmm. yep going down to patience well um anything else you want to cover as a recap and that you learned um well, yeah, let's do what we've learned from each other. Um, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll ask you first. What do you think, especially, I mean, we've always been super close friends, but now we talk on the phone almost every day and get into deep conversations that we release to the world <laughs> to, to listen. Yep. And so I would say, what have you, what's a big takeaway that you've gotten from me that you maybe didn't see coming or didn't? I, what maybe maybe challenge you or think about something differently? I think it's the way you carry yourself and have a mu- you have a much more lighthearted view. And naturally, you have a much more lighthearted view on where you are and where you want to be. Because I think I definitely had the proclivity to take things super seriously growing up. And I and I still have a natural tendency to mm-hmm. do that, 
but speaking with you and and like learning more about how you think about things and obviously I've known you really well and known your Jack land and right. all that <laughs> since we were growing up, but really being able to drill into that and say, like, ultimately just don't take yourself so seriously. And that's something I have written on my mirror is like, it, it's yes, be professional, dress appropriately, talk appropriately. But if someone doesn't like you, it's not always going to be, it's not your fault. If you carry yourself according to your values and enjoy what you're talking about, and enjoy what you're doing, who's to judge you that you don't, you have to take everything to the, the, the max of seriousness. And it, that is something that's been like, ah, okay. I don't have to be this kind of stuck up person all the time. Like I can kind of joke around like you're my best buddy and you know, I don't know maybe say a little inappropriate quip yeah. here and there. And it's like, yeah, well, that worked or that didn't work, whatever. <laughs> like I'll meet new people. It's fine. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I would, I would say what I've learned so much from you is that I've always known that you're very regimented, very hardworking. And I always did admire it, but actually hearing you talk about the process of getting to a goal, especially, let's just say, uh, my dad ran a marathon when I was a kid. Super proud of him. He killed it. And he was in his late 40s, early 50s. So he, he killed it. He did great. But I was like, I was thinking to myself, why would I want to run 26 miles when I could just not run at all? <laughs> that, which is, and that, that's a legit mindset I had. It's like, okay, running's not, I don't think it's that fun. No one's forcing me to do it. Why would I go do that? And you seeing you achieve your goals and talk about the experience towards that. Let's go back to your Iron Man. You talking about the training and the process to get there made me realize why running 26 miles is better than not running at all. If that makes sense. Because it just you yep. talking about that journey is like, oh, you're instant, you're you got fulfillment. You you're chasing something, you're you have ambition, you're driven, and that's so cool. That's awesome. How how great is that yep. to be able to work really hard for something and get there, but also just look back on it and be like, wow, back when I started, I you know, you didn't, you were very fit, but I could barely run when I started. And now look at me now. That's so cool mm. to be able to have that reflection. I admire that so much about you, dude. I think that's fucking awesome. And it, that is, that has inspired it. me to like, want to have goals and drives and know that the only person in my way of at least trying to achieve that is myself. So thank you yeah. for putting that in my life and for letting me have that that's it's changed it it, re it really has changed it so thank you i appreciate it and glad to see that you're changing yeah and, and this podcast <laughs> let's here we can wrap it here and then we'll do uh, some shout outs to some people um yeah this podcast if that's honestly when i started it first at first i was like yeah you know let's do something crazy but then spending the time with you and doing it, I was like, whoa, this is, we're learning stuff. And now looking back on the year, just like, oh, I know, I understand distribution now. I, we can, we know how to post stuff on YouTube. We have a YouTube account. We, we kind of know how to run. We know how to make reels for social media that we see on our TikToks and Instagrams. Other people do with captions in the words. Now we can do that. We couldn't do that before. And yeah, the podcast is not it's not the number one podcast in the world or anything like that, but we've learned so much and we've had so many cool experiences through this past year because we, d we chose to gave a shit. We chose to start something. And because of you, I feel like I understand the value of that. Yeah. I would definitely say that learning is pleasurable, but the fulfillment of something comes from execution and that's, I don't know. It's just so fun to like be able to apply something that you do learn. So, yeah. yeah. And 
I'm always stick by that quote. It's like, you can do, anyone can do anything. Just when your mind and body are connected, like your possibilities are limitless. Yeah, totally. So. All right. Yeah, let's give some yeah, shout outs. So we'd, we'd like to give a shout out to a fan of ours who's reached out to us pretty much after every episode. And every time she visits my roommate, Cole, she talks about the episode with <laughs> me and she fully listened to it. It was and we've had so many great conversations. So, Krim Arashio, thank you so much for all of your support you have given to us. Thank you for still listening to us and taking the time out of your day to do that. You don't have to be doing that. You could be listening to other people talk about other things. So, it really does mean a lot to us that you do that. You're the best. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, also, another buddy of ours, um, Clayton Brockman. We love you, dude. You are one of our closest friends and so far our only guests. We actually, <laughs> we actually want that to change um, in the future. We want more guests. Um, but yeah, you also listen to all of our episodes. The reason I decided I, I was like, Patrick, we should have on Clayton was because Clayton was texting us. He was engaging with us, talking about every episode. It was like, this is awesome. This is so cool. I'm loving this guy. So I was like, you should come on the show because you clearly care about it. And yeah, you. Uh, we know you still listen, man, because you'll talk to me about it. So we love you. Thank you so much for yeah. doing that, for listening. Um, seriously, it's the world. We appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll run through a few more just because I know these are the people who have reached out. And so Adrian Nash, Katie Fillion, uh, McKenna Cook, Susan Mullen, <laughs> Jack's, Jack's mom, <laughs> Andrew Nguyen, William Branch, Delaney Niemeyer. Nate Stein, Elise Brockman, <laughs> and then uh, your sister as well. So um, those are people that have reached out several times, and uh, we know we have more and look forward to uh, shouting more people out. Yeah, in the next and if we year. forgot you, we didn't. Oh, Vaughn Hall, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Case Johnson, I know, has listened to some. Thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, just right there, those, those are two guys I've talked to individually about the show who have supported us. Thank you guys so much. We probably didn't get everybody but <laughs> if he did get shout if don't take it personally it, we we will we'll do it like next time <laughs> take, take it personally take it pers- <laughs> we, we we purposely left your name out actually <laughs> if you're if you're a listener and you think we know you're listening we hate you <laughs> i'm sorry Damn. i'm kidding i'm kidding the truth comes out <laughs> i just realized how that would sound without seeing me smile on the video if they're just listening to the audio <laughs> I, yeah. They can hear you laugh. You're good. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, Patrick and I are going to meet over the holiday. We're going to meet. We're going to figure out how we want to move forward here. Do a little rebrand, maybe. Maybe ch- change up the title. Maybe make it more broad. We'd love to talk to more people just and get to know them, get to connect with more people. So yeah, we don't fully have a plan yet, but we're going to, it's in the works. In the we're going to figure it out. Um, Next steps. It's kind of the end of chapter one, I guess. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> chapter one Ch- is wrapped. Chapter one is wrapped. <laughs> 20 episodes. We did it, man. That was a goal. That was our goal. Well, one of our goals. It was, was what was the yep. what was the percentile of podca- percentage of podcasts that make it to 20? I think it's like uh 10% make it to episode three and then of the ones that make it to episode three 10 make it to episode 20 gotcha. so it's like point one of the point one it's pretty cool yeah we did so, it we, and we'll and we're not done one, we're on not the, done with 20 on more the 50. will be coming and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> it's gonna be so cool love it we're gonna we're gonna just be the best podcast people in the world. We're never going to stutter again. We're never going to have a like or an um again. No more ums. No more ums. <laughs> we will cut them all out. <laughs> I do. I cut out in the videos. Like It cuts out some. There's like the AI will do it for yeah. us. But So we've had, we have literally been working on that. I'm trying to cut it out. If you, That's another hobby. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah. <laughs> the public speaking is trying to get better at. But yeah, dude, listening editing and hearing yourself listening back on episodes you just want to rip your own head off right right <laughs> i was like sometimes i just want to rip oh, yeah. my head off like if i 
If I say, I'm like, I'm like, episode, I'm like, like, if you say totally agree one more time, Jack Mullen, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys probably don't. Yeah, notice exactly. It, you we notice our, it more than anyone else. Episodes. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's just the stages of improvement. But man, is it cringy sometimes. Like, Where I'm like, yeah, totally <laughs> agree. I want to literally like rip my head off. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, already well. All right, let's wrap it there. It. And guys, we will uh, we will update you with our plan for next year. We'll probably do like a little post on that or something, something along those lines. Um, but looking forward to uh, another year. And uh, thank you guys for listening yeah. as always. Much love to everybody. Thank you guys so much for a great first year. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to everybody. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll catch you in January. Signing off. Peace.